0: Alright, so, how many of you came in the house today expecting to receive something today? Alright, if you came in the house expecting to receive from God, then I will agree with you on that. And when the scripture tells us that when two agree, what? You will have it, right? So you're going to receive, right? So, and also, I'll agree with it because everybody say it, we are blessed... And highly favored, blessed, and I got it, guys. I hope you're getting this, and I hope you're beginning to confess this over your life, right? And I, we've been really driving this home, guys, because, and I'm going to tell you, the testimonies we've been receiving, it's, it's, not, it's not that it blows me away, it, 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 it encourages me right, to see God's hand and see him moving in your lives. Amen. It's, it's just really, it's really awesome. And it, we, it's, what it is is we're actually getting to see other people see his goodness. Amen. And that's, it's, it's, it's fantastic. So listen, we got our confession ready, Jazveer. Let's go ahead and do our confession. Listen, if you're not doing your daily confession, take this one, do this one over your life. I hope you guys are writing your own confession, right? That's the purpose of doing this, is to show you how you need to be doing this over your life. So everybody ready? Let's go ahead. Here we go. I am blessed and highly favored. Father, I call those things that be not as though they were just like you did in Romans four seventeen. In the face of sickness, I call my body healed because of First Peter 2.24, by whose stripes you were healed. In the face of lack, I call all provision to come to me because of Philippians 4.19. My God will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Father God... I call your favor to be on me in every area of my life. And if you agree with that, say amen. So amen. be it. And that's so glory to God. You know, God's favor's been moving. He's been moving. And God's, uh, you know, he's been moving. His hand is most, I think most of those of you that have been here since the beginning of the church have seen the, the wondrous ways that God's hand has been on this church. But, you know, just this past week, you know, some of you may notice that the van, the church van isn't out there anymore. When we sold it, you know, it's, it was an, it it was an older van, you know, but, and, and, you know, God just put on my heart and said to sell it, you know, it's still got life in it. And, And really, it was a good business decision, right? It was costing the church to sit there, and we didn't need to pay that, long long story short. No, so we didn't need the money, guys, just so somebody, if your mind goes there, that wasn't the purpose. But we we sold it because God said sell it. That's the main thing. And so we sold it, and then when we were first getting it ready to sell, I thought, you know, it's a 2006... There's not a high demand for these vans, you know, and I'm like, who's going to buy it? Naturally thinking, this is me thinking natural. This is this is how people do, you know. We go natural first, but God told us to sell it, you know, and so I, we listed it. And I'm thinking natural. I'm thinking it's going to be hard sell, you know. Who's going to want this thing? And we listed it. How many days? Two days. Two days, well, the one day actually, the guy came by the first day and they, they came back the next day and bought it, guys. We got top dollar for it for the, for the age that it was. But the great thing was, guys, is it left here and it went to another church. It went to Davidson Baptist Church right in Davidson, Alabama, who does a street ministry. Of, of, they, he said, the guy said they'd really need a bus. But we don't have anybody with a CDL. What they do is they go out and they bring kids that don't have access to church and aren't able to get to church. And they just send vans out and they fill these vans up with kids and teenagers and they bring them to church. Glory to God. So it not only it his his favor worked because yes, we got the blessing of the finances, but the he this is how God works. And then he took the van and it goes to, a, to another location, right? And it, where it can be used to share the gospel. I mean, glory to God. I mean, it's, you know... Favor, favor, and we're not talking about favor today, guys, so I'll just go ahead and and let you guys know that, but we're, God kind of taking us into a different direction today. I think we've driven that home, you guys, we can always come back to favor, there's all, you can preach on that for a long, long, long time, but I really wanted to spend some time on it, God wanted me spending some time on it so you guys could grasp the concept, you need God's hand operating in your life, and you need his favor on your life, and now I think we've, we've gotten that. Uh, we've, we've driven home how you do that and how you access that in your life, all right? Everybody good with that? Now, what we're going on with today, the title is called, Not Religion, But Relationship. Woo! I and mean, he says, Amen. Relationship. And I'll tell you, when God had been working on the, uh, where to go after the, the message of favor, and this was, I wasn't really sure what direction we were going. And, you know, we, you know, that's the way God works. Sometimes he tells you things instantly. Sometimes he gives you a word of, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge there. And, and, and sometimes, it, you know, sometimes you just got to patiently wait. You know, that's the hard part. People don't want to patiently wait, right? I remember, most of you know, uh, a, a while back, my, my work truck uh the transmission went out. And it was an older truck, but it was a great truck. Had been a great truck, four hundred thousand miles on it. Transmission went out, you know, and I thought, I'm gonna have to take this thing to the scrapyard. Who's gonna want a truck like that? And and but but God's favor's working in my life. God said sell it, post it. Post it. We posted it. The very first person that came to look at it gave me $1,850 for a truck that I thought I was going to have to throw away, you know. And it was because he had access to be able, a transmission to put it, all that being said, but I needed another truck, guys. So God's favor worked there, but I needed another truck. And I had to patiently wait on the right truck to come along. And, you know, we were looking, and, you know, it's hard to patiently wait when you work out of a truck because now I didn't have a truck and I'm trying to make do and do this and to get to the job site and do this that and other. And so I and, and you know you get a little antsy I guess we would say in Alabama, you know, you get I'm like come on God, I need my truck. You know, wh- but I'm trying to patiently wait cuz most people their first response will be just go out, go into debt, go into bondage and, and finance something this that and other. Don't but God's way is hey, patiently wait on me and I'm I'm, I'm going to take care of you. And so we were literally looking, it was hard, anybody that knows anything about trucks, I'm going to make this story a little longer, it's hard to find them right now. You cannot find work trucks at all, uh, and because of the car situation. And so we, I, I even went over, I'm trying to help God out. So I'm looking, I'm like, all right, you know, this is what people do. You know, even your pastor, I made this mistake, I try to help God out. I'm like, all right, well, I'll start looking for another van, I'll, something different, something, you know, God's not moving fast enough, so I'm going to help him out. And so I start looking and looking and looking. And we find a van that was down south of uh, Montgomery. And uh, we drove to look at it. And the minute I pulled on the driveway, I mean, it was two hours down there. The minute I pulled in the driveway, you know, I'm thinking we just drove two hours and I could tell by looking at it, this is not what I want. I got out, I did drive it and I did look at it. And I realized, I mean, I, I, my mind, my natural mind, I, I, my spirit's already telling me, no, you don't need that, turn around, leave, you know, but I'm trying to be nice to God since we drove all the way down there. And my natural mind is, I need this for work tomorrow. And so, I, you know, my natural mind is trying, I'm thinking of the ways I can fix this, I can do that, I can do that, I can make this work, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to help God out, Right. And, and I drove it down the road and turned around and the, my, right in my spirit, it, it rose up on the inside of me, almost like God was pun- giving me an uppercut in the chin, you know? Yeah. And it was like, whoa, don't buy the vehicle. So I drove it back, got out of the car, apologized to them, thanked the guy for letting me look at it. I said, this is not going to work for me. And we left and I was a little ill, you know, I was a little discouraged, you know, I'm like, I need a car. This is getting, you know, this has gone on for like two or three weeks now. And, uh, and so I'm still patiently waiting. And I, I called someone that was looking for me, a uh, truck, and we were talking. He said, hey, you know what? He said, I, I saw a truck at a, a particular car lot right up here in Dadeville. He said, maybe you need to go check it out. He said, I don't know anything about it. Maybe you need to go check it out. Guys, Michelle and I drove up there. It was the perfect truck. It was just what we needed, low mileage, you know, Perfect price, perfect price for a truck. And and guys, it was so funny. And I was like, we sat in the truck and me and Michelle drove it down the road. and We got back and we were like, this is the one, you know, we had that piece. This was the one. And it was so funny because the truck is very similar to the one that we drove off in in our wedding, you know, we were sitting there, we were like, oh, wow, you know, this is kind of cool, you know, I was looking over there, and she was looking as hot then as she did, I was like, I'm buying this truck, I don't know why, but I'm buying this truck, but, (laughs) okay, but anyway, we're talking about relationships today, okay, so, but, But anyway, we go back, and I'm like, all right, you know, you know I like the truck. We're going to buy the truck. And the guy, I was like, you know what, I've got to have a tool shell to go on the back of this thing to carry sh- my tools in. They cannot be in the weather and this, that, and the other. And I was like, do you know anybody's got one? You know, those things are about 1000 bucks. you know, 800 somewhere around in there. Sometimes you can get a cheaper one. And he goes, well, you know what, you're not going to believe this. That truck came with one on it, and we thought it would never sell with that tool shell on there, so we took it off. You can have it. Glory to God. I was like, woo, praise God. But because I patiently waited on God, see, I could have settled and settled for the piece of junk van that I was going to have to work on and fix and make do because I was impatient and in a hurry. But because I obeyed the spirit and I said no and followed God's leading, he led me to exactly what I needed. Glory to God And his favor operated through. You know, we got to be patient, right? What's that got to do with relationships? I don't know. But be patient. Wait on God, right? (laughs) That's what we're talking about. Let's get back to religion. (laughs) Not not religion, but relationships. And, you know, this is so cool to see how God works, you know. Uh, Austin went to a conference in Florida. Where was that? In Orlando? Florida. It was a great minister's conference down there. And uh, he went by himself and and went and spent the time there. And, 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 And then when he came back, we got the opportunity to sit down with him. And a lot of people don't know this about Austin. Austin has an extreme sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, right? That's an anointing that he walks in. And so I can learn from that. I can, he may be my son, and he, and he may be, you know, I, I call him young, he's, he, he, he's, he's mature, right? But still, I can learn from him. And so we got to sit down and we got to listen to, to what he what did what the Holy Spirit tell you? What did you get from this conference? And, and so w- what he told us just confirmed what God was working already in my spirit with the direction that we were going along this line. And it was so cool to see that. When I was first hearing it, I was like, God, you're an amazing God. You know, because we didn't talk, did we, before you went? None of this. You know, he does his thing, I do my thing, you know, and we chatted. our conversations, this, that, and the other, and we didn't talk. But God was telling me, he was telling me that, that uh, and, and he was putting relationship on my heart, and I didn't know exactly what that meant. You know, and, and I think it's, and I've come to the conclusion that, that, that it, you know, we become so focused on religion in church, right in other words and you hear me talk about it all the time in other words it's what it's man religion is man's attempt to get to god our, our man's attempt to pacify god our, our man's attempt to make god happy right and that's not christianity see christianity is a relationship it's it's because it's because he loves you and you love him right Right now, and, and he's not get, trying to get anything out of you, and you're not trying to get anything. You just love one another. It's just like when, when I married her, we went into the relationship. You know, I wanted to get to know her. I'm telling you, she looked good. That, oh, that Jeep. She'd wear a little ponytail with her hat, and she had a Jeep. And, you know, she'd ride around. She didn't ever, you know, it was, okay. She would, ooh, we need to buy a Jeep. Yeah. But. <laughs> Uh, so now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> God, <that's it. laughs> Way to go. So you got me distracted on that. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. I dug, I dug that hole, didn't I? <laughs> but God was telling me, <laughs> he was telling me, you know, we get, we get distracted and we get so, yeah, you know, see, we get distracted, but we get focused in church too often on religion. Trying to, trying to. And we, we lose sight of the relationship. And this is what God told me. I got, you know, how many of you know your pastor gets on his knees and talks to God? I talk to him all the time, but there's a lot of times I spend intimate time with him. And, and he actually, through this, I'll tell you in a little bit, he, he kind of yanked my chain in, in, in one area, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But he told me, he said, my church teaches all about my blessings and benefit that come from being in my covenant or in a covenant with me. And the problem is, is they have lost sight of the biggest things that make those blessings possible in their lives. I wrote that down. We've lost sight. So, and that's all he told me. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, I knew what it was. We've lost sight of the relationship. Because I'm going to tell you something. I don't care how much scripture you've got memorized. I don't, you know, because we teach all the time about formulas for this, formulas to get your faith to work, formulas to get your healing. How do you do all this? And we got to know those things. That's important, guys. But sometimes when that's all you preach and that's all you teach, people have a tendency, that's all they want to know. And then they think they can walk out that door and then they can just go bam, 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 and change is going to happen in their life. But nothing is going to happen without the relationship. Nothing is going to happen. Let me tell you something. If you're sitting here and you're wondering why you haven't seen God move on your life, check your relationship because it starts right there. A personal relationship with God. Now, I want you to do something for me this morning, guys, and I, I don't want you to answer these questions, but this is serious, guys. We want the benefits and the blessings that come from being in the covenant, but not because we're trying to get something from God but because of our relationship with God. Because, you know, if I went into our marriage with just, hey, what are you going to do for me? You know, what can you do for me? How can you benefit me? And this is the way most people view marriage covenant today. Is what can, most people don't even get into the covenant. They just live together. And then they, they, they try to, it's what can you do for me? And then, and then usually on the other hand, it's what can I do for you? What am I going to get out of the deal, right? That's, right. That's not how God does it, right? Not how God does it. But listen, and, and you know if if you're if you're doing that with God, I'm mean, gonna just go ahead and let you know I'm gonna hurt your feelings. It's not gonna work. Amen. It's not His hand, His favor. Nothing is gonna operate in your life when you treat Him that way. But I want you to locate yourself today, guys. How's your relationship with God? Now I'm just just think about it and meditate on it a second. Are you close? I'm talking about intimate relationships, spending time with Him, not just the prayer. Hey, bless our food. I'm not about spending time with Him talking with him. When's the last time you got on your face? Right? I'm not saying you have to do that all the time just in order to spend time with him because I have those moments, but I also have moments where I'm driving and sometimes I'm driving for 2 hours and man, I I don't ever get lonely. I got somebody to talk to, right? Amen. Are you are you talking to him? Do you talk once a week? Right? Or maybe twice a week or 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 do you, or maybe every hour, you know, come on. So I don't know how often I talk a lot. You know, you guys been around me, I like to talk, right? Well, God knows it too, because I'm talking to him if you're not there, right? I mean, are you communicating with him or is your relationship non-existent? Come on, I want you to check, because this is very important. And I'm not here to get on you. I'm not here to get in your business, but you got to understand something. Without this relationship, nothing's happening. Understanding the significance of that covenant spending that time when I mean that intimate time when's the last time you were excited to come in his house and raise your hands and your voice to just simply praise him for all this goodness yeah. and everything that he's done God he would you really would you understand what he provided for us and we were not worthy I mean, you know, we're not worthy. I know we don't like to think of ourselves that way, but we were not worthy. He didn't care. He saw us in our broken state and said, I love you so much. I'm going to make a way for you. Amen. When's the the last time you you wanted to do that? You you didn't come into worship and raise your hands and sing along because the performance was good or because it was a good worship leader that, that encouraged you to do that. But when's the last time you walked in and just did it? Because you know what? I, I'm, I'm in my father's house. This is his house. His glory fills this place. His anointing fills this place. Father, you are so good. I love you. Thank you for each and everything you've done. When's the last time you've connected with him that way? Yeah. Ooh, think about it, guys. Think about it. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you're not doing that, change isn't going to happen in your life. And you've got to know God wants a relationship. He's desiring a relationship with you. But our relationship is a two-way street, and the married folks said, "Amen, yeah. right? Come on, this is serious. I gotta, I, we, our, our, our relationship. I a. I gotta do for her, and she's gotta do for me, right? And it's a two-way street. I desire her probably more than she desires me, right?" <laughs> But it's a two-way street, you know. I remember when I first met her, I mean, I saw her. I walked in and I was like, wow, that, you know, she had her little ponytail and then her Levi's were fitting just right, you know. And I walked in I thought, ooh, she caught my attention, you know. He and and, and I, she caught my attention. But what happened? I desired a relationship with her. I desired to get to know her. I wanted to, And the more I got to know her, the more I wanted to know and, I, and then I realized I'm falling in love with her. I want to know what she likes. I want to know what she don't like. And I don't want to know what she eats. I want to know where she, you know, what she, where she like to go and how many kids she wants. And she said 15 and I ran, you know. But, <laughs> but, but I desired that relationship. And God is, the same way. God is desiring a relationship with you. Because he loves you so much that he wants to know those things. But he wants it in return back to him. That's why we pursue God. Because we pursue Him because we want to do what He wants us to do on this earth, but because we love Him. We love Him. You know, like you love your parents? Maybe your parents weren't the best, right? None of us are the best, but you love them because they're your parents. Amen. Glory to God. He wants the relationship. Not because you want to get something from him, you guys, and you got to remember something. It's when God, God, when you come to Him because you truly love Him, guys. He can see your heart. It's a heart issue, and that heart, having that heart right, is, is so important because this is the difference. That having that heart right. What I mean by that heart right. You gotta. It's a, you. You gotta connect with Him. With what he's doing in this earth, which is establishing his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, and we play a part. And and you gotta, you you gotta connect with him, guys. And and when, just like in the natural, when I'm desiring her and I want to learn about her, and 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 she should, she is wanting to, you know, you know what I'm saying. The same principle. God is wanting you to do that for him. What do you want, Father? I love you. Thank you. And, guys, when you connect right there, your heart connects with his heart, things happen. Things will just naturally happen, guys. And I'm going to tell you something. When you, when you do that, his desires become your desires. You his, what he wants becomes what you want. Yeah. You're not making yourself do it out of an obligation to because the church says you got to do it. It's because you have a relationship with him. And you're passionate about that relationship. And just like in a marriage relationship, I'll die for her. She'll die for me. We want to please each other. Same principle. Same concept. Glory to God. Guys, you got to learn. When you connect your heart to him, you just naturally have the same desires, right? Come on in. And better yet, let me just put it this way. His dislikes will become Your dislikes. You gotta make yourself stop doing these things. Pursue that relationship. Draw in closer to Him, and these things just naturally tend to disappear. Now, if you hold on to a temptation or you hold on to a sin or you hold on to a habit, make a pet out of it, and feed it, well, and then you're you're gonna deal with it the rest of your life. Amen. Let me tell you something. You gotta learn to just take authority over the devil. Scripture says that, that Jesus defeated him. He's done. He's defeated. Just take the authority over him and walk in that authority. Because when you connect your heart with him, and in other words, we, and that happens by spending intimate time with him. You know, we say this week after week, but guys, you you, you you've got to spend that time with him. You know, and. And when you do that, guys, and when you connect your heart to what he's, he's when you desire what he desires, and, and by the way, if you study the word, the number one desire of God's heart is people, right? So if you can say, I'm not a people person, then you need to slap yourself in the face, rebuke yourself, and say, No, you, yes, you are, because that's God's number one desire. That should be our number one desire. Yeah. Amen? And all of you introverts were like, Please, no, Pastor, please. <laughs> But <laughs> Mike's like, oh my gosh, no, he, did, he didn't go there, did he? <laughs> but seriously, you know, when you connect your heart with God's heart, guys, things begin to happen. That's when God can pour out the glory on you. That's when he can use you. You wonder why he's not using you? How's your relationship? Are you connected to him? You're wondering why you're not hearing his voice? You're not hearing his voice because you're not, you're not, there's no relationship. You don't, listen, if me, she and I didn't have a a relationship, I wouldn't know her voice. Listen, all the times I've got on her nerves, I know her voice. And when she raises it a certain way, I'm like, I'm out of here. I know when to leave, you know? Yeah, my son, is is when he's deployed right now. He's the same way. We drove her crazy when he was here. She was like, you guys have got to go somewhere else, you know? (laughs) But I knew her voice. Hampton knew her voice, right? (laughs) Glory to God. But listen. That's, you got to connect to him. That's what God can move in your life. And it's like, that's what he, that's all he did in the old covenant. Yes. And you know, when I was putting this together, God reminded me of the Israelites, you know, and and, and we need to learn to be more like them because the Israelites did a couple of things, guys. They did two things really good. And, and, and the first thing they did really good was they separated themselves unto God. So what they did. No, they, they, they were good at that. And then the other thing that they did is they brought offerings to God. Now, I'm not talking about we need to be bringing sacrificial offerings in here of, of animals or anything like that, right? I'm not even talking about uh, 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 the offerings that we put in the baskets. You know, if God leads you, then you do that. And also but what I'm talking about is we gotta, we need to be like them so that God will move on our life. And we need to bring, offering, we need to bring offerings that, that symbolize the change that has taken place in our lives. We need to bring offerings that say, God, I give you everything. I give you all my time. I give you all my money. I give you all my resources. I give you everything. I, I'm, I'm here to serve you. I'm committed to serve you. I'm right here. Glory to God, use me. Let me be your hands, your feet, and your voice. How do you want to use me today? Glory to God. And when you do that, because your heart is connected with him, guys, he can use you. He can move on your life, guys. And that's what New Testament Christianity is about. A relationship. When you connect to him, he can use you. Not religion. Religion is just following a list of rules. Is that's just man's attempt To reach God, glory to God. It's not about fulfilling a list of rules or fulfilling an obligation. You don't come to church out of obligation. You come to church because you love him. This is his house. You know, people are always trying to think of ways to grow their church. And I'm going to tell you something. If we don't find a way to get people to get in that relationship with God, we're not going to grow the church. They don't want to come to his house. Right? They don't want to be in, in, in right here. But guys, when you—it's not about that. It's not about checking a box. It's not about following a list of rules. It's not about following a set formula, guys. It's about having your heart connected to God's heart. And guys, when you can do that, that's when you can be in a place where He can use you. And you want to know why? It's because that's where you put yourself in a place where you can be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is trying to lead each and every one of us to do something, to not do something. Come on, and if you can't, if you can't be sensitive to that, guys, you listen. Glory, God, you 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 can't hear Him when He says move. You can't hear Him when He says do something. You have you, know, you got to be close to Him, guys. You got to get close to Him. It's not about religion; it's about a relationship. And through that relationship, guys, that's how God will bring us into bigger things. Amen. Glory, to God, and you know. Jesus, go with me to Matthew chapter 6. Jesus even talked about this. We've read this many times. I'm going to read this. Uh, I'll read it out of the New King James. Chapter 6, verse 6. Matthew 6, 6. And look what Jesus told the disciples when he was teaching them how to pray. Start out right here, he said. He was emphasizing the importance of a personal relationship right here. This one verse. He says, but you, everybody say you. When you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. All right. What was Jesus doing right here? What was he saying? Well, there's a lot in this one little verse right here, but what I want you to see right there is he's emphasizing the importance of you spending time with your father, right? right? He's emphasizing, he, he literally uses the word you right there or your seven times. Why? It's personal. Anytime we see something repeated in scripture, it's important. It's personal. Matter of fact, he says right there, he says that, that, that he says he's to be your father, right? Not our father, your father. You are the one that's supposed to go shut your door and spend time with your father, not my father, your father. He is the father, our father, but he's also your father. You got to see him as your father. See him as you, uh, see him personally, see him as understanding. You can go and spend that quality time with him, that time one-on-one, right? Glory to God, because it's personal. And I'm going to tell you something. The church has gotten really good at giving out information. They've gotten really good at putting on a good performance. They've gotten with all the technology we have today. It's amazing, you know. It's, it's amazing. There, there really isn't, shouldn't be anywhere in this world that the gospel hasn't been preached. So far, with technology, anything with phones, everywhere they are, that the gospel has gone throughout this world. A lot of people will disagree on that, but come on, now there isn't a, hardly a dead spot in this world at this point, guys. Go, guys, we, we've done really good with all of that, but the area where we've dropped the ball is we have not enforced and impressed on people to create and connect their heart and have that relationship. Yeah. Oh my goodness, this is an important area, guys. It's not about learning scripture so you can say you learn scripture. It's not about learning a formula so your faith will work. It's not about learning a formula so that you can do this or a formula to do this. Those formulas are important. We need those. But they're null and void without that relationship. Amen. They are no good. No right. good. no. As believers, we're supposed to have a close relationship with our Father, with Jesus, and by all means with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, God told me I, when I was, because I've been putting this together for quite some time, and I was going to wait to get into it, but God told me there's an area where people miss it when it comes to relationships. And I want you to really think about this, because if you fall in this area, you know, no condemnation or anything. I used to be this person. I want you just to repent and just move on. But I want want to bring this to your attention, number one, because God said to. right? And when he told me this, he said, he said, most people, have the, most people are, are, don't have a relationship with me because they have the wrong idea in their heads of how a relationship is supposed to look. All right. Ooh. All right. Now, guys, I want you just to think about something. You can, the relationship God is desiring with us is no different than the relationship that I desire as a married couple. But what is the number one thing, one of the main things that has been in, under attack for so long in our world? marriage. Why? Because it's a covenant. Most people, are, most people don't understand it. It's a covenant. And a, a blood covenant. And it's a covenant that should be honored. And we've talked on the importance of a covenant and the significance. I mean, a covenant is not a little, it's not a small deal. When you enter into a covenant, you're, you're going to die for that person. There's no doubt you're going to die for that person. But people don't understand what a covenant means. And there's, most young people have formed a belief of a relationship entirely on worldly principles. Amen. They really have, yes. I, I was talking with a guy the other day who was telling me that his daughter truly believed. She was 18, I think he said 18, maybe 19. But she was, she was just a little little different, real, in, in her own way, you know, and as we all are. And so she wasn't in the popular crowd in school. And he was telling me, he said, yeah, he said, uh, she's got this crazy idea. She started working out, going to the gym. And he said, she's got this crazy idea that she, if she gets her body in a certain position or whatever, gets developed a certain way, that she, and, 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 and even if she has to have surgery, she, she believes that if she does this, and this, she seriously believes is trying to do this, she's going to get on one of these Uh, shows like The Bachelor. And she really believes that's how she's going to find her husband. They've got to understand, this was all fun and games when it first came out, but now we have generations that have fed on this. They believe, people that don't know what a godly relationship, now they believe that that you get a husband or or a wife by making your body into something. Nothing wrong with taking care of your body. I should do better, right? right? Nothing wrong with that. But listen, there's a balance to all of it. But she believes that, that there's people that believe that that's how you pursue a, you get in a house and you live with these people, you sleep with whoever you want, whatever's the most fun, you're this, that, and other. The last one standing gets it. That's my, that's my husband or that's my wife. Guys, these are, these, are, these, are, these are real deals. This is what's going on in our society. We've lost sight of the importance and the understanding of what a relationship is or what a covenant is. Amen. We've lost. Well, people—they have no concept of it, and that—that that breaks my heart. And you say, "Well, Pastor, how do you know that's true?" Well, look at the—just look at how many relationships are broken today, right? Yeah. Come on. Amen. Broken relationships. thats uh, the fruit. Proof—the fruit, the fruit is, is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding, right? Mm-hmm. Lord, God, yeah. but it's because—and let me just—I didn't really have a good word. I couldn't. The Holy Spirit, help me come up with a good word for this. It's because people have defined relationships from a contractual. I don't even know if that's a word, but I'm going to use that. Stand. In other words, they go into it, what you going to do for me? Right? Think about it, When you go into a contract and you sign a contract, what's the, what do you do? You want to protect yourself. You want to put as little effort in. And you want to get the most out of it. Right? In other words, I don't want to put no money in. I don't want to put no work in. I, hey, I'm in your own guard. Anytime you're signing a contract, you know, and he's trying to get over on you, you're trying to get over. This is the way people review a relationship. In other words, they go into it. What you gonna do for? Him? I talked with a guy the other day, and it just blew me away. And he's seriously—he doesn't go to church, and he—he'll quickly tell me that's all right. You know, but we still talk. I still believe I'm gonna get him. I'll keep keep pestering him. But he told me, he said, getting married. He said, hey, he said, hey, preach, I'm getting married. I said, you are. I said, why are you getting married? And I said, you don't know Jesus. Ah, oh, Jesus, you know. And, said, and he said, no, oh, really, I'm getting married. I said, oh, okay, why are you getting married? He said, you don't believe this. He said, she got an inheritance, and she's got about $70,000 in the bank. I said, what's that got to do with you getting married? And he said, man, that's going to take care of my bills. I ain't going to have no debt. I said, are you married because you love her? Well, we like each other, you know. She's good in certain areas. I'm like, okay, I don't need to know all that. And I said, so I said, so you're marrying her to get her to pay off your debt? And he said, yeah. I said, what happens if what happens if it don't work out? I ain't worried about that, you know, you know it ain't. It don't cost much to get a divorce. It's cheaper for me to pay for the divorce than it is for me to pay this debt. I'm just like, just floored. And he believed everything coming out of his mouth. Of course, you know he's 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 a work in progress. he's. Got, he's <laughs> I pick at him all the time, you know. I love him where he is, right? But I don't condone his actions, amen, not at all. But he's thinking of it from a contractual level. What can you do for me, right? What can you, what what can you, but see, you got to remember, God defines a marriage as a covenant, a relationship as a covenant. You know, I went through this. I went through a divorce way long time ago because I was living in the world, wasn't living for Christ, didn't know any different. Didn't know anything. Didn't know anything of what. I, didn't even know, I never knew what the word covenant was. Didn't know what it was. Didn't know any of this. And as a result, the relationship broke. And the relationship didn't, didn't prosper and didn't, wasn't a success, guys. But thank God I came to Christ. Amen. Things changed. But see, when, you, when people look at a relationship from the standpoint of a contract, it's all about what you're going to do for me. And this is, they, then they bring this over into their relationship with God. What you going to do for me? What can, I, what can I get out of you? Right? What can I get? What, what you, you know, and and I, I I remember I had a, there was a, there was some people that were uh, in our church one time that um, uh, back in Oklahoma and they were needing uh, some healing in his body and they were believing God for healing. And, you know, we talked to them and uh, I I was just learning. I was mentoring under someone. I watched them and they were talking to them and they had no relationship with God. They had, they had accepted Christ But they didn't have any relationship with God. And they were going on and they were believing God, believing God, believing God, believing God, believing God God for healing to manifest in his body. And guess what? It never manifests because they never pursued the first part. In other words, they came in with the idea of, God, "If you heal me. I'm going to follow your God. He even said that at one point. I'll follow your God if I get my healing. I mean, you know, you can't do God that way. And that's not how it works. That's not what it's. It's about pursuing him not out of obligation because you love him. You love him. You know I pursue her because I love her. I want to know what she. I, I'm not going to make that. <laughs> But God defines it as a, coven, a covenant, guys. That relationship is a covenant, and in a covenant you give up everything. It's not about contractual, you know, there was, you know, we, in a personal relationship with God, I mean, it's all about you want to do for him because you want to please him. I want to do for her because I want to please. When I, man, when I fell in love for her and I learned the dreams in her heart and, and, and really she, la- I, I laugh about the, she said she wanted 15 kids. I would have give her 20. It didn't matter. You know, if she wanted them, that's what I would have done, you know? And I think Ed and Pop would have done the same thing for Mama D because they underst- we understand the importance of that covenant. But I, I wanted to to know her what she liked, what she didn't like, what all of these great things, and and, and I wanted to bring the dreams in her heart to pass. I wanted to, why because I loved her, and I had that relation. I desired a relationship with her, and, I, and, and guys, that's what God wants from you and from I. And go to God. Let, let, let go with me to Genesis chapter two. Genesis chapter two. Now, God showed us right here, uh, we'll read out of the New King James, verse 21, verse 21. God showed us right here, yeah, we'll start in 21, his principle or his, his, his plan for marriage right here for a relationship, for marriage. And that, guys, we can, re- we can see the relationship he wants for a marriage and see the relationship he wants with us because we are the bride of Christ, right? Amen. But 20, verse 21 says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which got the Lord God had taken from man and made into a woman, and he brought her to man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. This is where I wanted to get. Verse 24. Most of us have heard this. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. And they shall become one flesh. One flesh. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. And they shall become flesh. Because if you if you're married and you still got mom and dad in your marriage, they need to go back home. You're now one flesh, one flesh. Now what's he he's showing us the pattern for the marriage covenant right there. And it's you leave and you become one flesh. Now one flesh is what I want you to see because most marriages today aren't one flesh. I know a guy that has never he bought a new truck has never let his wife drive the truck. That's my truck. You see, that's his true. He has his bills that he pays. She has her bills that they pay. Now, I'm not getting in your business, but I'm telling you, that's not one flesh. That's not one. Because when you come one flesh, you're one flesh. Her, her desires are my desires. My desires are her desires. Her needs become my needs. My wants become her wants. Her wants become my wants. Come on. And we work together because we're one flesh to bring it to pass. Amen? When you go into it with a... See, you got to re... When you go into a, co, a covenant relationship, guys, especially marriage, guys, you got to see something right here. You've got to reprioritize your thought processes. Because before you entered that relationship... Listen to me now. Don't go to sleep. Listen to me. When you, before you entered into that relationship, guess what? It was all about you. I can do what I want. I can buy what I want. I can go where I want. I can say what I want. I can watch what I want. Because it's all about me. But you see, you entered into a covenant now before you came one. Guess what? It ain't no longer about just you. And see, people try to go into a marriage with that same attitude. Guys, that's going into a covenant. That's not going into a covenant. That's going into a contract. That's going in to do it. We're going to do what, do what we can do. What you, what can you give me? What can I get out of you? I don't want to put any more effort in than I have to. I work all the time. I don't have to give you no time. You have your time at home. I have my time at home. No, that's, that's a contract. That's not a covenant. A covenant is you may still have to work hard, but you come home and you give your spouse all that you need to give them why because you love them. It's not about what I can get from them. Amen, guys. This is a, guys. This is the same thing. We got to reprogram our way, we are, our thought processes, when we enter into a relationship. It's not all about you anymore. That's gone. Those days are gone. You now become one because you entered into a covenant. We're in a covenant with God. What does that mean? That means we make Him priority. Amen. Amen. He's priority. We. He. We, we, we. I mean, you know, we're in that covenant. He's number one. Matthew six thirty three tells us to seek first the kingdom of God above all else, and he'll give you everything. Yeah. Yeah. He'll give you everything. Guys, I'm going I'm to stop here, but I don't know where you are this morning. I'm not asking you to tell me. But I do want you to locate yourself. Uh, but I want you to locate yourself, because I really believe that this morning, it's, a, it, it's time for a relocation celebration for some people. It's time for people to, to come to a realization that they've been doing this the wrong way. They, they, they may be gaining the knowledge of how to do the, the, the things that God wants us to do and how to access his promises and all of that, but they're losing sight of the most significant part, which is the relationship. So you can, you can, it's not about just learning the scriptures. That, that, there's a, all of it goes together. All of it goes together. And you've got to put God first. First number 1 and i'm going to tell you something this way i want to challenge every one of you as you leave out of here and you go out for your week to begin your week i want to challenge you to pursue that relationship intimate times get on your knees if you if, you, if, you, if you, there are times when i'm just so overwhelmed by his presence and his goodness and i just my wee, my knees just get weak and i just fall and sometimes I'll come through and I'll be there for an hour. It, it, but I'm going to obey that. Why? Because it's, I love Him. I want to see what He wants. To, I desire people. Anybody that knows me, I love people. You know, somebody's going to have to really do something wrong before I, I, I get angry with them. Now I, I've been there, done that. But I love people. I want to help in, in, each and every person there is because they're God's children also. But pursue that relationship. Locate yourself. If you didn't locate yourself this morning, take the time to locate yourself. Remember, we're always got to be able to look at ourselves and make whatever necessary adjustments that the Holy Spirit shows us. And if you ask, He'll show you. He'll show you. He wants to show you. Because He wants to get you in line with everything you need to be in line with so that you can receive all that God's got for you. Glory to God. when you connect your heart? The blessings just, you know, when you connect your heart, it gets easy. People wonder, why? You know, you, you do seem really, you and your family do seem really blessed. And we are. Doesn't mean we're millionaires. It doesn't mean we're, we don't have some hard times in this natural world. This is a broken world and we all deal with that. But we're blessed. Why? Because of our relationship. He's first. And because of that, things just naturally happen. His favor just naturally falls. Am I right? But it just naturally blows us. Nothing blows away. It just, it's just, it's fun. It's really fun. It's exciting. I mean, we'll go shopping. We're like, I wonder how God's going to show up today. I don't know. We're going to get that TV for 50 bucks instead of 300. You know, I don't know. We, but you start looking for ways for God to show up. The blessings just begin to fall. And the closer you draw to him, guys, ooh, and the more time you spend with him, you get so sensitive to his voice. That's when it gets really good because you can be, no matter where you are, when you're that sensitive, no matter what he's telling you to do, you can be quick to obey it. And that's when it's fun. And that's when you can see God use you to bless other people in a, in a really cool way. Because there's nothing like when, when, you're, when you're walking around and, and maybe you're at work or maybe you're somewhere and God drops on your heart, give them $100. And you're thinking, you know, your natural mind is all right, automatically going, no, I'm not, you know. But then, you, you know, we put the body under on the Spirit and we obey the Spirit and when you give it to them and you, and you see the tears that well up in their eyes because they hadn't probably they hadn't eaten in two days and they're broke and they're just trying to make it to Friday and they just want to thank you and they, they, they're seeing the goodness of God through you and your willingness to obey Him. But see, if you're not close to Him and you're not connected to His heart you're not sensitive to that leading so you won't ever move. There's so many people hurting in our world because we're not sensitive and we're not moving most importantly we're not moving. Amen, glory to God. Let's pray.